Hey, good morning, Munchropolis. It's now 5 after the hour of 6 a.m. in the big monster city. Come on! Let's get pumped! I'm not drinking any fucking Merlot! What can I say? The camera loves me. Shall you be After you, Junior. Welcome back to another episode of Logged It. Episode number 62. Uh, we got a fun one for you tonight. We're talking about comic book villains. Uh, because, you know, Halloween is a time of spooky things and evil people. And I like comic book movies, so I, I, I merged the two like an asshole. Uh, we got a full panel here for you tonight. Payson, welcome back. You were here last week, I believe, right? I yes, know. I was. Uh, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing okay. Uh, this always brings a, a light to my week, and uh, and I'm excited. Beautiful. Uh, Jesus Christ, my dog just almost murdered a woman. Uh, <laughs> you're here as always. How are you doing, sir? Cujo, 1983. <laughs> Horror villains. That was last week. Okay, anyway. I uh, know. I'm doing good. Doing good. Uh, feeling, feeling good. You know, I'm I'm, I'm glad Payson's here because, like, that's another, like, normie comic book movie fan. And then you have, like, Scully here. No, Scully, don't roll your eyes. You are, like, like you're literally a worry fandom champion at one point, so it's a little different than Pace and I are like normies. You're also a fandom champion. Thomas Scully is here. Um, I was excited you signed up for the show. It's been a minute since you've been on. How you doing, bud? Yeah, I mean, I've been here for five minutes and I'm already getting shot in the face. I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it was a yeah, this should this should be fun. Um, logged in. I, I I like the structure of, of the show. We get to talk about a lot, lot of different neat things, um, and comic villains. I I think these are the villains who I think walk that fine line between like cartoonish, but also very sort of grounded in reality sometimes. So I think it's an interesting conversation uh, with with our picks tonight. Yeah, it's fair. And Brandon Cohen is on the show. Brandon, first time on the show. How you doing, sir? I'm doing good. Um, I'm on a one day streak of one of my students not punching each other in the face. So that's, you know, it's always a good, got a good streak going. Um, so I'm excited to be here. Just talk about movies and don't worry about losing because I've been doing that a lot lately. So just you know, <laughs> talking shit with the boys. So I'm here for it. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, we got a great panel here. We got a great show ahead of us. So let's get into it. Starting off, I do want to say, uh, Caleb Coho has been upping his thumbnail game as of late with logged it. Like, look at this beautiful thumbnail. Uh, but does the man know things other than the MCU and Batman? I'm not sure. I'm not sure if he does. Got Green Goblin in there. Yeah, I guess you could say. Yeah, fair. I guess now it is MCU. You put the Riddler on there. Like, what an asshole. So, Tim, you're saying the Green Goblin is part of the MCU. Is no way home now. Is are all the? I'm I'm sorry. I'm I, 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 <laughs> stop it. Uh, okay, no. let's get into it. We're gonna start uh, the show the way that we do every week, which is talk about our favorite movie that we logged this week, our favorite movie that we watched. Payson, I want you to kick us off. What's your favorite movie you logged this week? 
Yeah, uh, my favorite movie I logged, uh, it was a rewatch that I uh, watched today. Um, I watched it for trivia, but I really enjoyed this movie. It's uh, That Thing You Do. Uh, this movie is so damn charming. Like, that is the best way to describe this movie. Um, it's set in the 60s. It's about a band called The Wonders or The Oneers, as uh, some people think they're called. And it's just about how um, they um, they sort of form themselves over this one hit song called That Thing You Do. And um, you essentially just see their like short rise um, to becoming like this one hit wonder. Uh, this is Tom Hanks' directorial debut. He has a small role as the band's manager. He's really fun. Uh, Steve Zahn is hands down my favorite part of this movie. Uh, Lenny is just such like a, a dorky dweeb, um, as opposed to um, uh, uh, Tom Everett Scotts, and I cannot remember the guy who played uh, Jimmy. Like their little like rivalry. Um, no, I just think this is a really sweet movie. You just see them like going from city to city, like performing. Um, there's there there's a romance subplot which bothered me a little more the first watch. This time it's just there. Like it's not my favorite part, but like. It's fine. No, this is just honestly just like a pure vibes movie that just makes me feel like happy. And I'm really happy I was able to uh, watch it today. And it disappoints some people. I've never seen this one. Uh, I've been told that I would love it, uh, that it's right up my alley. Just good vibes, uh, music based comedy, Tom Hanks directing. Like, yeah, this sounds like something that I would love. Uh, just haven't gotten there yet uh boatman what do you think about this one yeah this movie this movie is absolutely my kind of movie like it's it's like hey kayla boatman do you like 60s aesthetics do you like one hit wonders do you like steve zahn yes to all of these like this this movie is like legit just one of like the most like upbeat movie pun not really intended but now intended in hindsight um upbeat movies that you can watch i like it so much very fun brandon have you seen this one i love this movie this was everyone has like that movie with their group of friends this was my like college friends get drunk watch this movie over and over again movie for some reason like we wanted to be captain geach and the shrimp shack shooters so badly and just you know just loving this movie and loving the music it's just oh it's just like yeah steve's on is the best part of this movie it's just i love showing this movie and anytime anyone says oh it was a good movie but the song got so annoying i just immediately write them out of my life should have won the oscar uh scully what do you think uh, I've seen scenes from it, uh, and the scenes that I've seen, I've, I've enjoyed, so I'll have to watch it in its entirety at some point. Okay, great. Uh, let's move over to Boatman. Boatman, what was your uh, favorite movie that you logged this week? Yeah, uh, fair warning, I'm not going to talk about my pick very long, because I don't want to, because uh, I think this is a movie that I think everyone should watch. Go in blind. Uh, this is a movie called Diabolique. Uh, from 1955 it is a french horror movie it's like a psychological horror and it's super well done like if you know me i'm not like a big horror guy and it's this movie isn't like horror horror it's kind of i guess kind of on the same lines of like a psycho where it's like horror but it's not like hardcore horror um and it's just it's so well done um i don't want to give too much away because 
the way this movie goes in certain directions, I did not see coming whatsoever. So I highly recommend it going as blind as possible. Took me that long to find out how to spell that. Um, yeah, sounds interesting. Never heard of it, but um, when somebody when the pitch to your movie is go in as blind as possible, that usually piques my interest. Mm -hmm. uh, Brandon, have you ever seen this? I haven't seen it, but it's been on my. I, I saw it on some list on Letterbox of like movies you have to watch. So it's been on my list for forever now. So now, but now it got bumped up to the top because of this. So I'll definitely check it out. Um, and yeah, I agree. Like anytime anyone goes like, don't watch a trailer, don't watch anything about it. It usually means the movie's going to kick ass. So yeah, I'm going to check this. I'm going to check it out. Scully. Well, it's a French horror film from 1955. So yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fair. You got to laugh out of the macaw on that one, Scully. Uh, Payson. Uh, I've heard great things about this, uh, but I have not seen it. Okay. All right, uh, let's move over to Brandon. Go ahead. What's your favorite movie you logged this week? So I watched a few movies this week. It was gonna. It was between either a first watch or a rewatch. I'm gonna go with rewatch. Should I rewatch Mean Streets uh, oh. yesterday? Man of my own heart. Yeah, I, I I did it for, I did it for a debate. But um, I, I anytime I get a chance to watch this movie, I love this movie. It's just peak, even though it's early. I mean, really early first. Uh, but it, for me, it's just like peak Scorsese. Like it just has, it does all, it has all the hits right, right off the bat. You know, it has, you know, it has the the pop music in it. It has the um, the the scene where Robert De Niro standing on top of the pool table, swinging it, and the camera swinging around with it. It has the tracking shots. It has everything you want in a movie. And it's like, it's so different than his other ones because it's like it's a great coming of age story. Uh, you know, Robert De Niro's great in it. Uh, just oh. Full on, you know, just amazing cast and just, um, yeah, I'm, you know, everyone's seen this movie, so you know, it's a great movie. And if you haven't seen it, check it out. Yeah, uh, I love this movie. This is, uh, it, it's mid tier Scorsese for me, but he's also my favorite director, and yeah. like, I love most of his films. I think this is what his third film or something like that. And when when you look at like his. Uh, who's that knocking at my door? And then Bertha, like, who's that knocking is like decent. Boxcar's pretty terrible, but then he just kind of like comes out of the gate with this. And a lot of the reviews I'm reading on the letterbox for people in the community are pretty mid tier. I love this movie. I think it's really good. I think De Niro's really, really great in it. I think uh, Kaitel is really awesome in this movie. Like, um, I remember watching it for the first time when I like first did like my full Scorsese watch and really, really enjoying it it's been quite a long time but um anytime i get a young robert de niro like acting in anything like i'm just i'm there for it like i don't fucking care like the the dude is just like so electric and everything it's so and, different from what he does yeah yeah it, it's just a great movie and i do recommend it as well uh scully have you seen this one no but i probably will at some point i'm trying to watch more scorsese um and this this is probably one of the first ones I watch when I go through his, his entire filmography. So I'm excited to watch it. Payson. What, one of my all-time favorite character introduction moments is Johnny Boy walking into the bar covered in just red light with the Rolling Stones Jumpin' Jack Flash playing. Uh, I, I, I really, really enjoy this movie. I, I agree with you. It is kind of mid-tier Scorsese, but like, 
mid-tier for me is still like a four-star movie from him. Um, yeah, De Niro's a baby in this movie. He looks really, uh, he's got a nice soft face. But yeah, um, I, I do think it's a really good movie. And uh, what about you, Bowman? This might surprise some people, but this is like one of my bigger blind spots. I still have not seen this one. That's fair. All right. Uh, Scully, let's go to you. Uh, well, I'm going to take out everything I did. for. I'm going I'm to start doing this by taking out everything I did for trivia. Um, and I'm also going to go back for further than a week because my life is sad. Uh, so we're going to go back to Gladiator, which I watched a couple weeks ago. Uh, one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, nice, nice, fun group watch that I, I turned this dude around on his opinion of it. So uh, you're welcome, America. Uh, he has better taste now. Uh, but yeah, one of one of my favorite movies ever. Nothing much else to say about it that I've already said. All the performances are fantastic. I think Joaquin Phoenix is better than Russell Crowe, personally. Uh, I would gladly switch the two out for Oscars um, in that year. And yeah, banger moments, great battle scenes, um, and tons of amazing monologues. So, yeah. Yeah, great fucking movie, as Mike Hanley would say. Uh, I I like this one more every time I watch it. Um, this was one that I saw for the first time, like, in high school. And then again, um, I watched it with Maggie, like, right around the time we started dating, a couple first years. And then I watched it again this year. I did a full Ridley Scott watch. And uh, in the in the context of his filmography, it hits at like the perfect moment, and it's really really great. And I think I gave it kind of a higher score because of that. I don't love 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 five out of five. Think this is the greatest thing ever movie, but it's really good. And um, I actually messaged Scully when I was watching it because I asked him like, "Hey, I've seen this movie like twice, but it's been a long time. Theatrical cut, director's cut. Like, what do I do?" And he's like, "Theatrical, do it." And I said, "Okay, great." But next time I am going to watch the director's cut uh, to get a little bit more of that flavor because the the action in the movie is fantastic. All the performances are great. Uh, I agree. I like Joaquin Phoenix the best in the movie. I think he's fantastic. Um, but there's just something about it that's never like hit me like five out of five type of way. But like I said, each time I've watched it, it's gotten better. So we'll see. Maybe next time will be the time that it just really hits me. Uh, maybe I got to watch it with Scully. I don't know. Uh, Pace, what do you think? Yeah, uh, I was also in that uh, B&B watch with uh, Boatman and uh, Scully, and yeah, I think this movie is excellent. Uh, it has like that epic feel to it. It really is just sort of like a universal story of uh, of uh, just a hero just rising up. Uh, I think Joaquin Phoenix is incredible in this movie. He's like hitting just the fine line of almost going over the top, but not quite going there that it ruins the movie. Um, my two favorite parts about my two favorite things about this watch was uh, when the score kicked in and I said, man, this sounds a little bit like the Pirates of the Caribbean score and just watching Coho's uh, just hair rise up because he's like, it doesn't turn anything like that. So like that was fun. And then uh, the final death scene, just watching Scully like enact the final death scene. We, we, we don't need to tell them about that. <laughs> It was really funny. No, this is this is a really really good movie. Wow. Uh, oh my god. I won't uh, I won't pontificate anymore on the experience of watching this movie with people, 
But uh, I like this movie more this time around. I used to be kind of not big on this movie. It, like, it wasn't like a dislike. It was like a three. It went from a three star to a three and a half star. So, Scully, you got the three star. But still, uh, this, this is a good movie. Um, yeah, I like I I like it. Are our dogs barking at each other? They're, they're, they're having their own show. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Brandon, do you like this movie? I do like this movie. Uh, this is one of those movies that's like, you, I saw one when, when it first came out, then didn't see it for years, and then saw it again. I was like, well, this movie's great, and then didn't see it for years. And then like I keep going back to it, and you know it's fantastic. It's just super long, so, but, so like... I always have trouble finding time to watch this movie, but every memory, every time I watch it, it's like this movie is just so badass, so huge, so awesome. And I'm gonna have to watch it for something we have coming up um, in a little bit. I have to uh, look at it in a different little light, kind of find some if I can poke some holes in it. We'll see. Um, so I'm excited to uh, you know watch it again coming up. And yeah, the movie's badass. There. All right. Uh, I will go next. Uh, I watched uh, for the first time Beverly Hills Cop, uh, and I really, really liked it. I really liked this movie. Uh, it is now in uh, fandom fights starting in 2023, which is why I watched it. And uh, I really dug it. I was uh, I didn't know what to expect. Uh, Cody had told me that like it didn't quite live up to the hype, but that it was still good or whatever. I I thought it was really, really funny, really great. The emotional beats, um, I thought were really, really well earned. Like, I thought it it it, it towed that line of like the uh, comedy and the emotional drama parts of the movie really well. Like, I was I was expecting just off the walls goofball crazy comedy the whole time, and it it had a lot of heart to it. Um, I really liked uh, Judge Reinhold in this movie. Like, I thought he was fantastic. Eddie Murphy obviously is like the the bread and butter here, but um, all culminating in like this awesome like shootout sequence at the end of the movie that was really really fucking good. Like I just I I got really attached to the characters um, and just the the movie as a whole. I I really dug this is going to be one that I I go back to because I I really liked it um, and. I watched all three of them, and honestly, I didn't hate any of them. The third one's definitely the worst, um, but I just really like this character of Axel. So, uh, yeah, big fan of this. I was surprised at how much I liked it. Uh, Payson, have you seen this? Uh, this is a personal weird blind spot for me, but uh, earlier before we started the stream, you yelled at me, sign up for fandom, so maybe I'll be watching this. That's fair. Uh, Boatman. Uh, yeah, this movie is like I I think I described this movie in the in my letterbox review as like just a really good burger and fries. Like it's not anything particularly fancy, but like it's a really good burger and fries. Like it's it's exactly what it is, but I like what it is. Like it's just it's it's a very simple action comedy with an incredibly likable lead character at its forefront. And I think that's all it needs to be. Yeah. Uh, Brandon, what about you? Yeah, this is, I mean, I've seen this. It's one of those movies that I've seen this but so long ago. This is a banana in the tailpipe movie, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, So yeah, there's definitely stuff that, that sticks with me. I always love John, George Reinhold. I don't know why, but every time I see that guy in the movie, I'm like, I love this guy. I don't know why he's, you know, where he went. Um, 
Did he die? I don't know if he died. I don't, I don't know. know. I have no idea. Yeah, I have no idea. But he just disappeared. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is. I I, I think I'm gonna do a rewatch. I've never seen any of the sequels, so maybe I'll do a Beverly Hills Cop day and just watch them all. But yeah. they're they're all short too. They're all an hour forty five. Yeah, all like it, it's a really quick, like clean trilogy watch. Yeah. Yeah, all, all these Eddie Murphy comedies are just like easy. Like, I, I, oh I yeah, love getting through them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Scully, have you seen this? Saw so it back in high school. Uh, I probably couldn't tell you much about it, but I remember liking it. So I'll need. To, I'm definitely gonna rewatch it. Okay. Uh, great. Let's move on to the next part of the show, which is our least favorite movie that we love this week. And Payson, you're gonna kick us off. Yeah, um, this is another one I did for trivia. It was another rewatch. Uh, look, we all love the Muppets. The Muppets are what? We all love the Muppets. The Muppets yeah. are really, really fun. Uh, the idea of taking uh, Muppet-like creatures and adding a bunch of swear words and sex things to it might sound funny to some, but the thing is you got to do more than that. And that is what the Happy Time Murders does not do. Uh, yeah, I had to rewatch this movie again. Um, it's not horrible per se, um, but it's really just nothing special. Um, I think the first like 20, 30 minutes is kind of funny. Like I weirdly kind of enjoy it when it's just trying to be like a regular cop movie. But I just think every time it tries to go too obscene. And two, like, out of control is where I was like, guys, we're trying too hard. Yeah, like Spence said, the, the, the puppet cow porn scene where they go to the porn shop and there's just an octopus just jerking off the cow's udders. Um, obviously, the sex scene in the trailer. Like, it just reeks of, like, we're trying to go as, as obscene as we can, and it really just doesn't really work for me. Uh yeah, I saw this in the theater. I haven't seen it since. Um, I, I This was one of the first movies that Maggie and I saw together after we got married. Uh, <laughs> we got married and then this came out like the, the next weekend. And uh, we did a double feature of this and Mission Impossible Fallout. So uh, there, was definitely, there was definitely a clear winner there. Uh, but yeah, this, I mean, I love the Muppets and I, I love just like that, like, Anytime there's a movie with puppets in it, like I'm, I'm, I'm there. Like forgetting Sarah Marshall is one of my favorite comedies for a reason. Like you got Meet puppets in it, I'm there. This the isn't which one? Meet the Feebles. Uh, no, not that. Okay, okay. <laughs> Sorry, Peter Jackson. I love you, baby, but no. Uh, yeah. So this, this again, it, I'm not gonna defend it. Like it's not good. I don't remember shit about it. You're talking about puppet cow porn. Nope, doesn't ring any bells to me. I remember that I sat there. It was like 90 minutes, and I laughed a few times, and that was it. Uh, I will probably never watch it again unless it's like $2 and I buy the Blu-ray. Because then that would... I, I own the film Blacklight, okay? there's I, I have bigger problems than the Happy Time Murders. So it, it's, it's what it is. Boatman, have you seen this? No, but this movie's basically like teenage edgelord humor, right? Yeah. Like it's ah the the puppets they're having sex. Isn't that fun? It, it's just it's it's like yeah, yeah, that's a perfect way to describe yeah. it. Uh Brandon, have you seen this one? 
Yeah, this I haven't thought about this movie. It's like Tim said, it's like I saw it in the theater, and then as soon as I walked out of the theater, it was just gone from my brain. It was just like such a nothing movie. And it could have been like I'm all for raunchy puppets and raunchy like like Team America did it and like things. It's just like maybe if they like either one just kind of to pull like a Bojack where they just don't kind of mention that they're puppets and just do like this weird world where they kind of coexist and just leave it at that. That might be more fun or just lean into it all the way. But they tried so hard and just like it's just there was again some laughing moments i can't even think about anything because this movie is just completely gone from my brain and then after we're done talking about this it'll probably be back into the ether yep. scully nope but it has one of the most unhinged trailers of all time and i find myself <laughs> watching that trailer a lot more often than i care to admit <laughs> <laughs> what was the trailer what was in the trailer that was so the trailer it, it, a big like boning scene it's it's that but all it's also the um ecstasy scene where like she she snorts it dies and then comes back to life oh i don't remember any of that wow okay maybe maybe i'll watch puppet sex (laughs) (laughs) uh i'll have to go back and and watch the trailer because i don't i don't remember any of that but all right, uh, Boatman, let's go to you. What's your least favorite movie log this week? Oh, uh, yeah. I, I want to preface this by saying this is like a two and a half, so it's not like a bad movie or anything. But I finally caught up to Multiverse of Madness, and I was eh on it. Uh, it was actually weird watching this movie. Ever For every great scene, there was a terrible scene. Like, it was pretty consistently back and forth. This scene sucks. This scene's awesome. Sucks. Awesome. Sucks. Awesome. Like, it was... I I don't know if I've ever seen a movie just consistently do something terrible and do something awesome and just constantly cancel itself out. Um, Yeah. There's some really good things in here. I tried to take my feelings out of WandaVision out of like of WandaVision out of it because I did really like WandaVision and you know it kind of changes a lot of elements of WandaVision. So I just tried to take myself out of it. And even then there's just there's so much here that I really like and so much here that I, I think just a lot of stupid decisions and it, it was just it was amazing how like 50-50 this movie was. And I don't think it was like, oh, everything Raimi did was great and everything Feige did was terrible or vice versa. It was weirdly like the stuff that felt very Raimi and the stuff that felt very MCU. It was like both 50-50 on that front too. So it was just very interesting. Yeah, um, I I have mixed feelings on this one. I really liked it when I first saw it, but I think I was lying to myself a little bit. Like I still enjoy the movie on the whole, um, but there are definitely parts about it that I don't love the stuff that works in this movie. I, I love um, like I, the fact that like I said it in my review on letterbox, but there's a moment towards the beginning when they, when he's at the wedding and he jumps off of the like balcony and like throws the Cape on. And it's just like, it it felt like the Raimi Spider-Man movies when the hero would just like suit up and like go, jump into action, like just like it, it felt very comic booky, and I loved that uh, part of it. I didn't, I don't love where the story uh, necessarily the story they were telling. I wasn't like super about, um, but I I like 
the characters enough to like get me through it um i really like the uh souls of the damned stuff like that like army of darkness like style like bullshit like i fucking love that being said i think the whole finale after it's like it like he's like harnessing them and like makes them into wings and everything and then flies over there everything from there on is kind of bullshit like there's no like again like she hulk just criticized this and i didn't love she hulk either but like they just did the whole criticism of like oh the finale of the movie is always like big action thing that that wasn't really here in this movie like he shows up and he traps her a little bit and then she gets shown her kids and she cries and then the movie kind of ends. like there's not like that final battle that I, I really wanted to see like dr strange like versus wanda and it like didn't really happen um and i've always been kind of disappointed about that but i think from a visual standpoint like the visuals in this movie are awesome um i we're, we're full spoilers like who gives a fuck at this point like if you haven't seen this movie like you're probably not gonna but like uh the you've seen it friend. what are you doing uh I, I the illuminati is fucking stupid the fight scene with the illuminati great really love that scene the fact that they're in the movie and they chose who they chose is fucking stupid john krasinski is phoning in that performance 100 uh i thought he's bad but like yeah the, the fight scene itself the shock factor of it the first time was dope as hell but upon repeat viewings, it doesn't work as well. So I agree with Boatman. It is a mixed bag, but I'm slightly more on the positive side than the negative side. Um, also, everyone shits on the music battle. I think it's fucking cool. No, that's I loved that scene. And everyone I talked, Maggie hated it. She thought it was so stupid. And I think it's awesome. Uh, but anyway. Uh, Brandon, what do you think about this one? Yeah, I, I like my Doctor Strange weird and trippy. So the more they lean into that shit is makes me happy. So yeah, I'm super 50-50 on this movie. I was like so dis like I was remember watching this movie and near the end I whispered to my brother, like, I think this movie's bad. And like being so upset about it. Just like there's but there's so much I like about it. I love the Wanda stuff. I love some of the horror elements. I hate that it's called the multiverse of madness, and you see like two multiverse two, two different universes maybe three like give us more of that give us more of the weird shit the time hopping give us you know just a trippy like make it an ass a full-on acid trip that's what i love about like 70s doctor strange comic book you look at the screenshots it's just like colors everywhere and that's what i want in my doctor strange movies and it just some of it worked some of it didn't work um i'm i, I need to rewatch it to see now that like my expectations are like shattered then maybe like then i'll be able to like pick up a piece of like you know what actually now that i'm going back into it maybe it's not as bad so i definitely need to re-watch it um but yeah like being very very upset in the theater just like this is not kind of what i was hoping for at all and yeah, yeah. maybe maybe i'll like it more in the second time but again not all horrible not bad in any sense sense of the word just like a meh it's all meh uh scully I could honestly talk for three hours about this movie and how it was, how, like, first time I watched it, I really, really enjoyed it. And then the second time I saw a lot of those little flaws that I saw a lot of other people talking about. And I think for me, a lot of it stems from, I know, like, what the initial idea was with, with, with Derrickson. 
And ultimately, it's kind of like Rise of Skywalker. I would rather have the original director who was supposed to direct it do his thing with it being a little more creative rather than getting, you know, a guy who's sort of done this before to just kind of just throw his ideas out there. Because ultimately, I don't think Raimi and the MCU mix well. I think that was one of the big issues with the film. It kind of felt, it felt disconnected at times with the direction they were trying to go. Um, but I, I honestly, I think one of the biggest strengths of the film is uh, Strange and Christine. I actually like that element a lot. It brings it from the first Doctor Strange film, connects it to like what our Stephen Strange has dealt with in the past, rather than fully going into this m- multiversal idea and just abandoning all that. So I like that it was some sort. It was sort of tethered to the first film more than anything else. Um, but aside from that, it's it, it's a little disappointing i still i still like it though i I still think it's a good movie yeah Yeah, that's a good point about the christine stuff i didn't think about that scully but i I would agree with you uh payson what do you think yeah it would have been really nice if uh someone took the multiverse concept and uh made a better movie this year but no guy can only dream no but um yeah i think this movie is good um i think it lands like Toward the back half of my MCU ranking, I'm looking at my Sam Raimi ranking as my 9 of 15. Um, I agree with what Brandon said. The weirder this movie gets, the more I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, I, I do just think, like, I, I think the studio and the director were a little bit at odds with this movie. Okay, going, do you guys remember the post credit scene of the original Doctor Strange? Can we all agree that when that post credit scene was filmed this movie was in no way near in the plans. Oh, yeah. Like, well, the it was, um... Yeah, the postcard scene of Doctor Strange with Morden, like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Morden? Morden? What's his name? Mordu. <laughs> Mor- <laughs> Mordu. Mordo. Mordo. Mordu. Mordu. The legend of Mordu. Yeah, just and just seeing where they take that, it's like, oh, that's kind of disappointing. And yeah, like Tim said, the Illuminati thing is stupid. Like it really just see like what people say about the the No Way Home references and callbacks. That's really how I felt about the Multiverse of Madness callback. Like with, can we spoil the Illuminati? I already did. Okay, when Professor X shows up, I felt nothing. Like, I legit felt nothing. I was like, okay, he's here. Yeah. I'll be honest, I liked Professor X showing up. I hated him going out like a punk bitch. Yeah, I had an initial shock of all of them being there, like, oh, this is awesome. And then the more I thought about it, like, wait, what is I had spaghetti tonight for dinner, and it reminded me of John, uh, John uh, Krasinski in this film. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Mm. You didn't like it when Professor X's head got split open? No, I did not. You're a fan of that? Man no. doesn't have hair. He's bald. I do I do love hearing Patrick Stewart say, you must protect American Chavez. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's he's great in everything, but I agree with Payson. We're like, I just felt nothing. Like yeah. I was more excited by Krasinski until he started not acting well. Uh okay. Anything else on Doctor Strange? No? Okay. Uh, Brandon, why don't we go to you? Uh, what is your least favorite movie you logged this week? Right, a movie where we talked about for, we could talk about for hours and have a lot to say about to a movie that probably no one will have anything to say about. And I'll, I'll look, I'll tell you when it's from the giant spider invasion from 1975. 
<laughs> I'm, I did this for a, uh, my Hooptober challenge for a, uh, you to pick an insect movie and arachnids aren't even insects, so I screwed up. Um, this is, if you want to watch, and I found out later on also that this was a Mystery Science Theater 3000 movie, which would have made this, and I, I'm an idiot and watched it without the commentary, so that was even more fun. Um, this is just a really bad, like these 1970s campy monster movies are either just horribly horrible but like enjoyable or just horrible and this is just absolutely horrible it has like it's it's so cliche the actors just don't care at all like anytime there's like a little bit of like sex going on they play like like literally just like some guy going and it has some of the weirdest dialogue like this movie it, I, I feel like this movie invented like stepdad porn like there's this weird relationship between one of the characters and their bro they went brother-in-law and it's like i'm not 13 anymore now i'm 32 17 31 and then he like reaches out and she slaps him in the face I'm not the type of girl and walks out. it's freaking insane i haven't i've even mentioned the spiders because they're not in this movie like the last 20 minutes of this movie is there's spiders and it's just like they got just like a stuffed spider from Dave and Buster's and just like threw it on people. It is so bad. And also it, one of my favorite lines is this, like this redneck dude just got done hooking up with this chick and he's leaving. Aren't you forgetting something? Is like, what? And she goes, your back brace here. Let me put it on you. And then there's a whole scene of her just putting a back brace on this guy. This movie makes no sense. It is super boring. If you're going to watch it, drink or smoke a lot of things. Put a lot of things in your body, and then maybe it's enjoyable. But yeah, Giant Spider Invasion, do not recommend. Uh, Brandon, I just searched you on Letterboxd. Did I follow you? Did you just see it? You not did, yeah. You. Okay, that got you. Okay. I'm still, I haven't even logged yet because I'm still contemplating what my, what my scores No, that's fair. Out. I was just making sure I found the profile right. Uh, no. Uh, if you know anything about me, um, I am married to a uh, four foot eight inch uh, sexy lawyer. Four foot ten inches sexy lawyer. Uh, it's, it's very dainty, uh, but if there's a spider in the house, she's she's killing it. Like I'm not fucking with that shit. Uh, like no, thank you. So you say the movie's terrible even more reason not to watch it but yeah, anything with spider it. in the title unless he is a web slinging uh crime fighter i'm not there for it uh scully why did you see this on opening night in 1975 i don't know man it had stepdad porn in it so i guess <laughs> no it was brother-in-law it wasn't even stepdad it was weird oh well then that's just false advertising yeah <laughs> uh payson yeah, um, I wasn't going to see this, but once you met, no, I'm not going to see this. Both. <laughs> uh, I actually disagree. I think this is a subversive masterpiece with, uh, you know, uh, musings on the nature of uh, life and, and death and back breaks. <laughs> I haven't seen this. back breaks. All right, uh, Scully, let's go to you. All right, once again, we're going to go outside of what I watched for trivia. Um, they told me not to worry, but I worried a lot, darling. 
I don't know what the fuck any of that was. I'll be completely honest. I, I missed the first 10 minutes because I was getting food at, at, at the theater. And honestly, I think if I had watched those first 10 minutes, I still would not have understood everything that was going on. We have uh, uh, fucking Jeffrey Dahmer, Harry Styles, uh, strapping his wife to a bed or whatever. Um, who, by the way, Florence Pugh. Great. Spoilers. Yeah, I guess spoilers. I, look, honestly, if you haven't seen the film by now, you probably don't want to see the film. Let's be honest here. Uh, also, Chris Pine, great. I, I actually kind of want to, after watching this, I kind of want to see Chris Pine in more villain roles because, like, he would low key really, really kill it as a villain role. Um, Doctor Doom, maybe. Um, but overall, the movie, it like, there's just, like, I, I, at no point was I ever intrigued or, I mean, mostly I was just so unbelievably confused by the lack of direction the film seemed to be taking. It was almost like the director uh, didn't direct 80% of the film and was instead shacking up with the lead actor for the majority of that time. Um, so, yeah, this movie sucked big time. Why is this the third time we've talked about this movie on the show? Um, I've talked about it. I don't need. I don't. I can't say much more. Is movie sucks. Payson. Yeah. Um, I rem- here. Okay. Here's what I'll say. Uh, Tim. So you 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 were a fandom showrunner before Nick, correct? Yes. I really hope when you uh, uh let uh made Tim become the co-fandom showrunner, you too did what Chris Pine did to Harry Styles in this movie and had him dance on a stage (laughs) to do everyone applauding because that is the best slash worst scene in this movie. (laughs) Yeah, uh, that's when Maggie got up to pee, actually. It was during (laughs) Incredible. I I, I envy her, really. Bowman. I hope the salad dressing was worth it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Brandon. I don't know what that means. I haven't seen this movie. Um, I don't know if I'll ever see this movie. Was intrigued, but now I'm actually kind of more intrigued now to see like how like why people hate it so much. So maybe I'll catch it on home video eventually. That's fair. All right. Um, I will go next, um, but I haven't decided yet. I I gotta. I'm doing the scroll. Um. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, this is probably the one. So I'm just, I'm going to dive right in and we're going to go for it. Um, Sorry, I'm typing. Um, I was really sad this weekend because of Halloween ends. uh, And I didn't hate the movie. Um, Who here has seen it? That's it. Okay. Um, is, I know Scully will eventually probably watch it. Boatman and Brand. I'm not going to talk like... I'm watching this weekend, yeah. Okay, so I'm not going to say any spoilers, but I, I'm going to... The plot of the movie is not in the trailers, like, whatsoever. And I do want to talk about the plot. Does that... Does, do you guys care if I do that? Go for it. Okay. So the, the trailers advertise this movie as, like, the final showdown, Lori, Michael. That is not what this movie is. Like, go in with your expectations. Very tempered buggy. Please. I'm talking about a terrible film. Um, this is, like, 
the plot of the movie is basically like there's this guy it's four years after halloween kills and there's this guy that the town hates that haddonfield hates his name's Corey. fucking Corey, maggie says and the movie is about like him dealing with the fact that haddonfield hates him and then michael shows up at the end that is the movie like i have a question tim yes bowman does this young gentleman go to the Myers family home? Uh, I don't think he does. He doesn't? No, I don't think so. Oh, I was hoping we would get Corey in the house. I hate you so much. Oh my god. Uh, anyway. Uh, so, yeah, this fucking Jesus Christ. Uh, this, what are you doing to me? so much. This movie, um, the the guy who plays this Corey guy is is fine. Like he's fine, and the kills are decent, but they don't happen until the end of the movie. And um, there's so much build up. That's enough. You're done. And there's so much build up to a nothing ending. Um, the actual showdown between Michael and Lori is probably the best part of the movie, but you see most of it in the trailers. It's just, it's a big disappointment. Um, I, I really didn't like kills. And so I really didn't, I, I was looking forward to this and it really didn't do anything for me. Um, I appreciate that they took a huge swing. Um, because I'd rather have a movie like this than kills where they, they do take a big swing and uh, try for something high, bud. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's just no, like big, big oof for me. Um, yeah, I don't know. I was really disappointed. Uh, the ending is like really weird to me, and I can't talk about it without spoilers. But maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll hit up Payson later, and we can talk about it. Uh, pa uh, actually, yeah, Payson, let's go to you. What did you think of the movie? Yeah. Um... I was really into this movie for the first 20 minutes because this movie uh, teases something different and I'm like, okay, let's do this. But then the way how a certain character like has a motive change just come and, and I, I'm okay with it happening, but the way how they do it just completely killed it for me. Um, I hated how they handled Michael in this movie. Um, I'll be honest, I would have rather him just not be in it if this is what they were going to do. Um, the 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 guy, Corey, is getting bullied by this, like, 16-year-old Christopher Maltesante lookalike from The Sopranos. And it's just like, why are these high schoolers just, like, bullying this, like, 20-year-old? It's like, that's weird. Um, yeah, just... Like Tim said, the final confrontation between Lori and Michael is not what this movie is about. Um, yeah, I just wasn't a fan. And I wish, yeah. I said to Maggie, and again, Payson will, and the people who have seen the movie will, will know better what I'm talking about. But um, I think they almost should have should have switched kills in this. Like if the if this if the main plot of this movie was like Halloween kills, like um, he does. He goes on his rampage and he burns in the house at the end of 2018, and he goes missing for four years. And then 
the stuff with Corey happens in this movie. And then at the end, Michael comes back and goes on a big rampage and that's Halloween kills. And then they have the, the same final confrontation at the end of kills. I probably would have liked both movies better, but the fact that it goes in this, like this is the payoff of this trilogy or this quadrilogy, I guess just like does not work for me. Um, the rest of you said you hadn't seen it, but does anybody want to say anything about it? I was going to see it tonight, and then I remembered I'm doing this tonight. So <laughs> I do. I do think there are some good things about it, and you should still see it if you're a fan of the franchise. But it's just disappointing. Um, were you going to say something, Brandon? Sorry. Oh, no, I'll catch it on streaming eventually. But yeah, no. Yeah, it's it is streaming on Peacock right now. So if you don't want to go to the theater, you can. Watch I'll it. definitely do that. Um, okay, so I believe that was everybody, right, for worst. So uh, we are going to get into the list. So we're going to start talking about our comic book villains. Uh, Payson, why don't you kick us off? Yeah, um, I'm going to stay on brand. Uh, everyone know who knows me knows how much I love Batman Returns, and I'm going to be taking uh, Michelle Pfeiffer as Selena Kyle, a.k.a. Uh, Catwoman. Um I think Michelle Pfeiffer absolutely owns this part. Like, the first point in which uh, Christopher Walken pushes her out of a building, and she just comes home and just wrecks her entire apartment, like, I'm like, okay, we're in. Um, just, um, I think uh, Michelle Pfeiffer just plays both the, like, nerdy, meek woman and the, um, and the like, confident uh, supervillain of Catwoman super well. I think she has a ton of chemistry with Michael Keaton as Batman, uh, in my opinion, more than Kim Basinger had with Michael Keaton in um, the original one. Um, yeah, I, I think she's the best part of the movie, and I think she's having a lot of fun, so I'm taking Catwoman for Batman Returns. Um, I don't love the movie, uh, but I like the character and the performance. Um I, I, I've never been a big Batman Returns person. I, I like '89 Batman a lot, um, but this and the rest of them are not a big, not a big fan of. Um, and so, yeah, but she's great, and their chemistry is really good. Um, but on the whole, the movie doesn't really do it for me, so it's hard to like go back and like watch it. But when I do watch it, I find myself being uh, very drawn to her performance because she's by far, I think, the best part of the movie. Um, other than Keaton, I think Keaton's great, yeah. but, uh, Boatman, what do you think of this one? Yeah, no, uh, I, I think this is a great pick. Michelle Pfeiffer. I know some people like hate this movie. I know some people love this movie. I'm in the in-between. Like, I think it's good, not great. Uh, and Michelle Pfeiffer, I think the, the villain, all three of the villains are like my three favorite things about this movie. Walken is just hilarious. DeVito's doing something really interesting. And Pfeiffer is my favorite of the three villains of this movie. I think she's she is probably the best captain we've had. So yeah, uh, Brandon. Yeah, I mean this is a great pick. Um, I love this era of villains where they just go super wacky and over the top with it, but like fully commit to the character. And it's just like she's super scary, but she's also like super hot, so you like can't look away. And it's just yeah, I remember just being as a child, be like I'm so confused um, and just <laughs> trauma. But yeah, it's great. And there's a little short man with the hook nose yelling at me, and it's just I don't know. This movie fucked me up as a kid. Um, so 
Yeah, yeah, you're like scared and horny all at the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm glad <laughs> the camera is like waist light. You can't see the body. Yeah, it's just like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah, so, conflicted. Uh, Scully. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I don't like this movie. Um, but I do agree that Michelle Pfeiffer is probably the strongest aspect of the film, even though she's not my favorite Catwoman. Um, but she, she, she takes over every, every scene that she is in. And to be honest, I probably would have enjoyed the film better if she had been more of a main villain instead of at times feeling secondary to both DeVito and Walken. Um, I think the film kind of takes attention away from her too much um, because she naturally just takes over every scene that she's in. That's how good she is. Um, so, you know, I don't hate the pick, um, but I, I don't, again, love this movie, but she is great. Okay. Um, we are going to move on over to Boatman. Did we make it through that whole thing without a walking impression? Would you give no. the term? Oh, no. 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 uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> that's Jason's fault. That's not mine. Oh, 100%. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm going to go with I knew I wanted to do one kind of non like Marvel DC comic book movie, and I think I'm going to go with uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. And I think my personal favorite villain from that movie is Lucas Lee, Chris Evans. I think Chris Evans is so entertaining in this. Uh, I, I just love the idea of like this very like over the top action star. I own my own skate company. Uh, I, I think Lucas Lee is, is so fun. I, I do love the other villains, but I think Evans is probably my favorite pick. Yeah, um, I really like this movie. I, I saw it when it came out, and then I hadn't seen it again until last year when they did like the um re-release anniversary um and or was that two years ago might have been last year i don't know um but i really enjoyed the movie when i rewatched it bought the 4k blu-ray watched it a third time really enjoyed it so i'm a fan now um clash of demon head sucks um but uh both team and band sorry holtzman uh your coho coho is the problem uh and uh yeah but the movie's great I love this character too. I think this is the, this is probably the pick I would have made as well, Boatman. So good shit. Um, but yeah, uh, Brandon. Yeah, I don't know how I, this is completely like when thinking about this list, completely like just missed my mind. Even though they're right behind, I have all seven books right behind me. Yeah, this movie. I love the story. I love the movie. This it's awesome. I remember having to go see this alone because I couldn't convince anyone that like it looked good. They're like, this looks weird, stupid. Now I'm the you know the genius after the fact that this movie was awesome um yeah there's so many to pick from in this movie uh i think you tr picked the right choice it's just the, definitely the most like memorable the most quotable like the guy's captain america yeah people still like sometimes i still think look at him and think of this character um so yeah i mean this is this is a, a great pick uh scully yeah, I like the movie, I, I and I, I like um, Chris Evans a lot. He's probably my favorite performance in the, in that film. Um, I think it's kind of it's emblematic of how crazy it is that he, of all people, was cast as Captain America. When you think of, you know, Fantastic Four, The Losers, and this film as well, uh, the kind of career he had in these types of films before becoming Captain America. Um, but yeah, again. He, I think his scenes stand out above the rest of the film by far. 
um, when he left, when he left, I was like, no, come back. You're the movie is significantly better with you in it. Um, but yeah, so it's a good pick. Uh, Payson. Yeah, I think of all the picks from this movie, I think you made the correct choice. I think Chris Evans is having so much fun in this performance. Um, could, but could you like do like a do like a little thing on your skateboard, just like just like a little thing, and just how that's how he defeats him? I think is great. Um, yeah, I I came to this movie a little later. I think I watched it for the first time two years ago, and I really liked it. And Chris Evans was one of my favorite parts. So yeah, really good pick. Awesome. All right, Brandon, let's move on to you. What's your first pick? So my first pick, I want to yeah, I want to do one MCU one, and then I'll, I'll get weird with it. Um, so my MCU one, uh, I'm going to go with the Vulture from Spider-Man Homecoming. Because just like in this day and age, like so many of the MCU, it was actually hard. So many MCU characters, the villains kind of like blend together. Modern day superhero movies is kind of CGI versus CGI like mess. So this one really felt like more grounded to it. His uh, like reasoning for like why like you know these superheroes are coming in and causing all this. Like I need to make my living too, and you know just having like kind of a more grounded reason for doing this, like really you know tugs at the heart or you know kind of like relates to the people a little bit more. So you can kind of see like a little bit of where he's coming from rather than just like I'm gonna take over the world, um, and just gives a great performance again. Like has amazing scenes of like that reveal of him opening the door and get that whole tension between him and Peter and just like does such a great job um you know just in this day and age of just like how 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 big can we go with the villain how big can we go with the villain but then at the end of the day it's just like that's why he did it so um yeah this is still stands out as one of my favorite MCU villains um i really like this movie i've never like been this is five out of five like top five mcu movies like i think it's uh i think i have it at like 11 or 12 like it, it like barely is out of the top 10 um but that being said i think it probably has the single best villain hero interactions in any of the movies um i will never forget sitting in the theater opening night first showing with maggie when that twist happens and he opens that when uh, uh, Tombs opens that door and Peter's on the like, holy fuck! Like it's still one of every time I watch this movie is so so good. That whole sequence from there until the end between the two of them, yeah. um, the conversation in the car as Tombs is figuring it out, and then. Um, their conversation like in the warehouse and Peter getting crushed and then the actual like final battle like is just so so good and it's all because like Keaton is just like on we talked about it before with Batman Returns that he's like one of the best parts of that movie and he I think he is the best part of this movie he's just so fantastic as this character and um just from the get-go they do a really smart job of opening the movie with uh him and kind of figuring out like why he's doing what he's doing and like you you get it and like that's the best part of the MC, the best mcu villains are the ones that you sympathize with like him and uh well i guess i won't name other ones because they might come up but uh yeah this is this is a fantastic pick uh scully what do you think of this one love the pick uh i think this is the best keaton has been i think in any comic book film i think he's better in this than in in, in his his appearances as batman 
What um, about Morbius? Yeah, right. Uh, Wait for the flash. <laughs> uh yeah, he's he's awesome. He's one of my he's one of my favorite MCU villains. Um and I and I you're right that 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 whole car scene, the whole twist of him is so well done and perfectly executed. And it, like it matches up so well with like with, with with his brand of acting, how he can be just so calm and so friendly and then just snap like that into something more menacing. Um, so yeah, love the pick, love the movie. I'm with you, Tim. It's not a five out of five for me, but it's in that like 11 to 13 range for MCU films. Um, Payson. Yeah, I think this is a great pick. Um, yeah, that, that scene in the car, that, like that whole conversation of tombs figuring out everything I think is great. Um, I, I kind of love that, like, they... Toons is not like the most like 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 his his whole thing with what he's doing it's not the stakes are not as like high as some other MCU movies and I think I kind of like it for that reason that it seems just a little bit more personal like yeah Toons is doing what he's doing because he's mad because he feels like he got screwed by Tony Stark um so you understand the reasoning for that um I think the effects of what they do with the vulture suit to translate that onto film, I think was really, really cool. Yeah. I, 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 I think it's a really, really good choice. Boatman. What do you think about this one? There's a line in the weird owl song owed to a superhero, uh, referencing green goblin. Hold on where he says, and he's wearing that dumb power Rangers mask, but he's scarier without it on. And I think that goes so much to the vulture. Cause I think like this character is like fine on paper, but almost all the credit for this character, I feel like does go to Michael Keaton, who is just giving like such an intense, dedicated performance more than I feel like most actors who do these comic book movies like do like, I feel like they play it like, you know, they're playing villains, but they're playing comic book villains. So they do it as they, they're kind of winking at it. Keaton is playing this deadly series. Like the dude is going all in. And I think it's mm-hmm. it's an incredible performance of dedication. Yeah, great point. All right, Scully, we're going to you. What's your first pick? Um, my first pick, he I think I think he is hands down my favorite comic book villain. Um, because in the, in the last few films he was in as a character, we see so much. We see a, a big, a different side of him. Uh, it's Magneto, and I'm you know, doing Magneto from X Men for uh, X Men First Class, which, really enough, is the one he's least. Of, uh, uh, I shouldn't say least of a villain, but he's less of a villain in. But we get so much into his backstory as a character, his tragic upbringing, what he went through um, in Poland when he was a kid, um, just the, the sheer brutality and the mental torture and anguish of what he went through, you start to understand why he is the way he is, why he is so unsympathetic towards the humans who, you know, don't give him a second look, who instantly treat him as a villain, basically saying, you, like, you, you think I'm the villain? All right, fine, I'll, 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 I'll be the villain. Um, and even though throughout this film, he tries to sort of, Charles tries to help him fight those instincts, in the end, when it's him and Schmidt in that submarine and he has that coin, 
it, it's game over. It, it, it's one of the it, it's 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 such an incredibly tragic but also powerful moment. It's that moment where he becomes he becomes the villain, but he also becomes somebody who you can sort of sympathize with and also you know, you understand him. Um, and overall, as a villain, he's 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 badass. I mean, the guy can move move and, and, and shape and bend metal to his will. The way he can you know kill people by whether it be like crushing their their, their head in something or with a coin, or even in like Apocalypse where he uses uh, you know his daughter's necklace to just gut everybody. I mean, he's really a jack of all trades in that department. Um, but overall, I think the character of Eric Lenscher and played brilliantly by both Ian McKellen and Michael Fassbender, he is so much more than just that menacing villain. He has so much pain and anguish that he went through. You're like, yeah, I mean, I think I'd be a villain too if I went, if I went through all that. Yeah. The first class especially does, um, something really special in that. You know, going into that movie, that he's gonna be end up being the bad guy. By the end, there's gonna be some sort of conflict where Magneto is the villain, but the movie still makes you sit there and go, "No, like he'll he'll, he'll he's gonna be like he'll be good. Like he's gonna chill with Charles. Everything will be fine." It conv- the movie does such a good job of convincing you. Because Michael Fassbender is so good at the character, like it convinces you, and like you get so sucked into that performance and that character. Uh, First Class is my favorite X Men movie. I think the movie's brilliant. I think that McAvoy and Fassbender are so fucking good, but Magneto in every one of the movies, except for Last Stand, I think is great. Magneto's not even in the last stand. I don't know what that character Ian McCallum was playing was. I don't think that was Magneto. Um, but uh, otherwise, I, I love him in all the movies. Uh, Days of Future Past, having both of them there um, was really, really great. And getting to see McKellen do it again after such a long time was... I, I remember sitting in the theater for that and just being blown away. Um, but First Class, I agree, is kind of the one that... I always go to the Frankenstein's monster scene as like top five comic book scenes for me. It's, it's so fucking good. Um, yeah. Great pick. I knew it was going to come up. So hell yeah. Uh, basically. No, I, I think this is like a pick you kind of have to make like Magneto, arguably the greatest comic book villain of all time, just with how, I think you completely understand the anger he has, maybe not necessarily his methods about going by it. And yeah, I think Fassbender completely kills it in this role. Really great at playing like a young Ian McKellen. Um, Like Scully said, you know, like Scully or Tim said this, I'm so sorry. Uh, But, but you know um, where the character is going to end up in the end, but that journey with him is still super interesting. Uh, The coin murder, excellent scene um yeah i think i think this is great uh this movie's so good that you forget that it completely just copy pasted the opening scene of the original x-men and yeah yeah open you know i i think that there's actually something really powerful about knowing where magneto is going to end up i think there's something kind of 
cosmically tragic about it of just kind of knowing that no matter what this character is going to be at this point because it's it's kind of like it's like watching a car crash that you know is going like about to happen that you know how it's going to happen there's just something like unstoppably tragic about it that i think is like really fascinating i think fassbender is doing a really good job in this movie the frankenstein's monster scene is like just awesome i i just feel like magneto is just one of those comic book characters that just kind of almost has like the same vibe of like a shakespearean villain or like just like a classic literature villain of just like this the 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 sympathetic tragic character really i think there's something really fascinating about the character of magneto in general uh yeah no absolutely but brandon decide like at perfect pick sorry i thought you were done uh brandon yeah i was gonna take i was i was thinking about magneto here um but yeah if you're gonna pick one i think first class is is the way to go and i think i agree with um boatman like because we know where it goes i think it works so much better because you're watching this character and you watch the twists and turns and you're just like like maybe i can save him this time like maybe this time is going to be better like it's kind of like what i feel like what they were want what they wish would have happened with anakin in the in the prequels is like mm-hmm. like you know you, this torment of the character and you're like well, maybe not maybe he won't but not and like you just never know and the twists and turns and it's just like amazing to see and we got some uh some some Jewish representation on the screen on, on the screen. The superhero movies is always nice, except um, some some dark times. Um, but but yeah, it, it, it's uh, it's um, yeah, it, it's I'm not crazy about some of the fat later Fassbender stuff. I mean, there's always a cool moment. Um, but again, like some of the later McKellen stuff too. So, but when it's good, like Magneto is at the very very top. Yeah. All right. Uh, I will go next. Uh, I'm going to go for the basic Tim pick uh, from my favorite MCU movie, the the basic one, uh, Thanos from Avengers Infinity War specifically. Uh, but this is my favorite MCU movie. Um, arguably, people say, you know, this is kind of Thanos' movie and the Avengers are just like there, and I would tend to agree. Um he gets so much screen time to do what he needs to do. And I remember in the lead up to this movie, like we had seen him at the end of Avengers and guardians. uh, And then at the end of age of Ultron. And it was like, okay, are they really going to be able to pull this off? And from a scene one, uh, he cements himself as the, the, in my opinion, the best MCU villain. Um, I, I will never forget sitting in the theater with Maggie. And uh, I, I, I talk about this a lot. When Maggie and I watch these movies, we usually watch them early because I work at the theater. And so we watch them by ourselves. Uh, and we were alone in the theater uh, watching this. And when he just beats the shit out of Hulk in that like first few minutes, like we were like losing our fucking minds from like moment one um and just the, like that opening monologue that he does the know what it's like to lose like oh so so good like everything is i i just i just love the character like if you can't tell like i just i gush over brolin's performance um 
I think they just did a really I, I think it's some of the best uh, motion capture and uh, visual effects ever uh, in an MCU movie like the scene um, on Titan when they're all holding him down and Mantis is on his head or whatever and they do like the close-ups of Thanos's head it it's insane the level of detail in that CGI is stupid um the the movie is <laughs> picking Thanos is inevitable uh yes um that being said I don't like him as much in Endgame um I think that that comes a lot from just the fact that the character that's in Infinity War is a different Thanos it's just at the at the end of the day the one that's in Endgame is much more of a uh, they're still the same like goals at the end of the day, the core goals of their character, but the one in Infinity War is just so much further on on his path, and the one in Endgame is like, oh, cool, I just show up at this planet and I can get all the stones? Great, let's do this! And then he's just kind of there as like the big thing for them to fight at the end of the movie. Um, but, yeah, I, I just love the character. Um I, I don't. I, I can't think of another movie where the movie ends with our heroes literally just like fucking dead, and the movie ends on a shot of the villain like sitting there just smiling. Where I'm like, yeah, fuck yes, let's go. Where I'm like so happy, like yeah, let's go Thanos. Uh, and the, the, the scary part of the whole thing is, is his whole thing of getting rid of the fifty percent. He, his reasons make a lot of fucking sense and it's so crazy and when he talks about it like a lot of his shit adds up it's kind of fucked up and crazy so it's 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 a great movie that way also i will say um to the people out there uh who were criticizing thor love and thunder for having uh infinity cones uh the Infinity Gauntlet was not only known as the, the weapon of Thanos, but also the thing that saved humanity. Uh, so get off your fucking high horse. They're allowed to have an ice cream shop called Infinity Cones. The Gauntlet fucking saved the universe. Shut the fuck up. Uh, anyway, that's my rant about Thanos. How long have you been holding that one in? Oh, it, it pissed me off from day one. Everyone was like... <laughs> They made a place celebrating the end of the world. No, you fucking morons. It's like, oh my god. Uh, anyway, Payson, you looked mad when I said that Thanos uh, had a point. Okay, so like, the thing is, like, that's just, that is my, um, Gotham City was a character thing. Where, like, I heard so many people use that to justify Thanos' method. Well, like, just you, it, but... Okay, fair. If you want to say you had a point, fine, but, like, I've met people that said, like, yeah, so, like, I get what he was doing. He's like, no, you don't get to make that call. I'm sorry. No, but, I agree. No, I'm not saying, yeah. Oh, you know me, Payson. Timbercala thinks 50% of the world should just die right now. <laughs> we find out that Tim has, like, 50 bodies buried in his <laughs> We're all laughing because that's actually you. <laughs> but no, like uh, they're, they're in my basement. What Tim said about the Infinity Cones that that uh, people made like a gauntlet date to uh, a treat to like celebrate this horrible thing. Like at the end of the day, if you go to like I don't know, like a Spencer's, you know what you can find shirts of Che Guevara. 
Look up what he did. But uh, on the other hand, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, this, this, actually has a point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There are Talk about Thanos. Okay, yeah, Thanos is a great pick. Uh, I I agree with what Tim said. The uh, the detail in his face is really really cool. Uh, the first time he shows up, like you feel the threat. I love how he was like built up throughout the years. Yeah, he's 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 not a good, as good as Endgame because uh, between Endgame and Infinity War chronologically, that's like four years. So yeah, yeah, Thanos really good pick. Five years, yeah, five years. Good one. Uh, Bowman. Uh, yeah. Uh, I I think Thanos in Infinity War is good. I, the one thing I'm mad about Infinity Cones is that you've got, canonically, a place called Infinity Cones. Why is that not in Avengers Campus? That That's stupid. I'd buy ice cream from there. That's fair. I'd, I'd do that. Uh, but yeah, Disney. no. Yeah, Disney, get on that. You <laughs> shut up and take the money. Um, yeah, no, I, I think that uh, Thanos is... Honestly, kind of an, not quite the same, but similar vibes to Magneto in the sense that you do kind of have this this tragic villain arc. Uh, the, to me, the kind of other side of the Thanos was a right argument is the other kind of meme argument of why couldn't Thanos have just tr- doubled the resources? So I think you can kind of make those arguments both ways. Uh, but overall, really good villain. Uh, Brandon. Yeah, I've heard this movie's good. Um, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, no, I mean, what else is it like? What is there to say? It, you know, Thanos, like, but again, sticking with kind of the theme is like these sympathetic villains makes for so much more interesting. When it's just like I'm gonna take over the world and world domination, it's just not very interesting anymore. So we've had a few on this list now of they kind of have a point. Maybe they didn't do it the right same way, but you know they kind of had a point, and it makes it so much more intriguing because he's invested in it. And you know, Josh Brolin, one of my few, because I, I have a real hit and miss thing with like when it's a full CGI, you know, face that you're dealing with, and you honestly don't even like you're just like, oh, that's just Thanos on the screen. Like you forget it's Josh Brolin, you forget it's CGI. It's just like they do such a good job of making it, you know, of like having this character give emotion in his performance and it's just a big purple purple dude and i wish they kind of kept that going with some green people that they have on screen right now um it's not quite the same anymore but um yeah it's it's just it, it's amazing and, and it, you do bring up a good point of like end game it does really feel like a different character like i, I guess because it's like the time travel thing but yeah it really does feel like a different character but that you know that and I, the thing I was worried about is with a lot of these superhero movies, the villain, it just gets, it's the superhero's movie and the villains get left behind. And then they expect him to be just like, haha, like you care about me. And this, the, the fact that they like really push it as Thanos' movie with the Avengers in it makes it work so much more. Scully? Yeah, I mean, he's, yeah, what I think what I love most about him is that he's just so calm. And just just so certain of, of of what he wants. He's not like, you know, other, you know, world dominating, world ending villains where he's just very fierce and very sort of physically demanding about what he wants. He politely says, like, this is this is what I'm going to do. And if I have to go through you, then I would then, then I will do it. And then when he snaps into warrior mode, 
he's he's fucking terrifying. He's absolutely terrifying. He's almost like Magneto in a way where he's very calm and certain of what he wants, and then when it's time well, when it's time to play ball, he's fucking terrifying. Um, and that those are two qualities that make you a very successful villain, even though he was only the main villain in two films. Uh, he, he his presence just dominates the screen. Um, it's what it would make. It's it's what makes him one of the best of all time. Yeah, that moment with him and like Tony, like their conversation, like on Titan, like it literally gets me every time. Just like the before the battle of like the, you're not the only one cursed with knowledge, and then the after he stabs him and everything, and he does. It, it was in the trailer, but it literally gets me every time. The I hope they remember you, like now especially after knowing like where Endgame goes, like. It's just brilliant. Like I fucking love it. Oh. He he respects his opposites, unlike yeah. other villains. Yeah, one hundred percent. Okay, um, let's go to back up to Payson. Your second pick. Yeah, I'm uh I'm gonna kind of tiptoe around this one because I really don't want to get into spoilers with this one. Um, uh, some people know this, some people don't. Uh, 2003's Old Boy is in fact a comic book movie. And uh, I'm going to be taking uh, Lee Woo Jin, who is the uh, villain of this movie. Uh, this is not a spoiler, but um, uh, essentially what Old Boy is about, it's about this guy. Uh, his name is um, Odaisu. And he kidnaps uh, this one guy and holds him captive for 15 years. And around the halfway point, you learn that this guy, Lee Woo Jin, was the one that orchestrated um, his kidnapping. And he literally tells him, you have five days to figure out um, who, why I, why I did this to you. If you don't, I'm going to kill this person that's, uh, I'm, I'm going to kill this person that's super close to you. And if you do figure it out, I'm going to kill myself. Um, throughout the movie, you begin to realize why this guy kidnapped him. And uh, to not go into any spoilers, uh, these two have a past. And the reason Odaisu hates Lee Woo Jin is because Odaisu did something in high school that anyone who was in that circumstance would have done. The only problem is he did it to maybe the most sadistic and messed up guy he possibly could have, and it sent Lee Woo Jin to the spiral that made him say, I'm going to make Odaisu's life the worst life possible. So that is why I'm taking Lee Woo Jin. Uh, I've never seen this movie. Uh, I want to. Um, I know, um, a lot about it, uh, from just, you know, the internet and, uh, the, the weird things that happen in it. I don't know if it's the same between this and the American version. Uh, am I crazy? Did Spike Lee make the American one? Am I crazy? Yes. Yes, people, people don't like that movie, right? No. Okay. No, is it just because it's a bad remake, or is it just is it different, or what's the deal? Both. Like, it, it, I mean, yeah, it, 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 Spike Lee didn't want to make that. He did not want to be there. No one wanted to be there. It bad. Fair. Okay, yeah, I haven't seen it though. Uh, so Bowman. Yeah, uh, I watched this for the first time in theaters with Payson, uh, like a month ago. Not even that, uh, but just like a few weeks ago and this this movie's really good and this villain i don't want to 
say too much, but man, this dude is just the worst. He's the worst, but like in a very intriguing way. It's just, yeah, no, I didn't even think about this because I keep forgetting this is a comic book movie. But yeah, no, this is a fantastic pick, basically. Uh, Brandon. Yeah, this is, I mean, completely different than all the other villains we've talked about. I didn't realize it was a comic book movie. Um, and this movie is just batshit crazy and awesome. Um, and it's just like completely different. All, all these other villains is all like we're trying to physically, you know, affect our heroes. This is completely a diff. He's a different way of attacking him, and uh, and it's amazing that this movie's you know when this come out, like two thousand three, two thousand three, and like yeah, and all these other movies we talked about today were like oh it's ten years old, twenty years old. Like we're just talking about it, and this one is just like this movie's so good that like. This is the one movie that people still hold. Like Fight Club, people spoil it all the time, but this one, the people hold it so like dearly. They're just like, just watch it, just watch it. And this movie is amazing. Uh, Scully, never seen it, uh, but you know what, what they said about holding grudges from high school. I'm like, mm, don't know how I would feel about that, but okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Scully's gonna kill someone. <laughs> uh, Boatman, let's go to you. Uh yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with a more basic pick, but I'm not gonna take the most basic of picks. I'll take the second most basic of picks. I'm going with Doc Ock, Alfred Molina. Uh, I I think that I'm assuming from Spider Man. From Spider Man Two. Yeah. Okay. No, he's he's good in No Way Home, but yeah, no, from Spider Man Two, because I I think that Molina is like so good. And I love, obviously, I love him as the villain, but I love just, like, the conversation between him and Peter at the dinner table. I think that is, like, just such, like, because you can tell. It's like he recognizes a little bit of him and Peter, and he basically, he gives Peter, like, a little bit of tough love of, like, you're smart but lazy. And then the way that that line comes back into play later, I like that. Um... And yeah, no, I I think like it, it's the typical mad scientist you know archetype, but I think Molina brings something really tragic out of it. And yeah, I think it's it's really well done with just the right amount of goofiness to the point where it's still like comic booky, but not to the point where it feels too much. Yeah, I mean, I love this movie. This is one of my favorite uh, comic book movies. One of my favorite movies. Um, and I, I grew up watching this. Like I remember seeing this in the theater with my dad on opening night and just like being transformed forever. Uh, it's a beautiful film. Uh, great villain. Um, I mean, there's so many good stuff and it's, it's so cheesy in all the best ways. Uh, like him dropping it. Butterfingers. Like that shit is so good. Uh, Melina's just fantastic and super menacing. Um and he, he does a really, really good job of, like, towing that line between, like, guy who doesn't want to be in this situation and guy also just, like, being out of control of the situation. Um, and I think Bowman's right when that line, that, like, smart but lazy comes back up, at, like, later. Like, is, that's a really, really great moment. Um, or brilliant but lazy or whatever he says. is is It's, it's a great moment. Yeah. Um, 
there are certain things about it that don't quite hold up. CGI is not great, but I mean, the movie's almost 20 years old. Like, whatever. Who gives a shit? Uh, like, that stuff never really bothers me. But at the end of the day, uh, the power of the sun in the palm of my hand. Let's fucking go. Great movie. Great pick. Uh, Brandon, what do you think? Am I crazy or were the arms practical? For my uh, they, they were for a lot of it. Uh, the CGI okay. stuff I'm referring to more like at the end when he's like drowning it and yeah, 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 oh, yeah, really bad, like stuff like that. But yeah, uh, yeah. I believe the arms were like a combo of CGI yeah, yeah. and puppeteering. Okay, I, I know for most of the uh, like the the hospital scene. That yeah. was like ninety five percent practical. A lot of the close ups and everything were practical. Yeah, gotcha. mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I, I love this pick. I love. Um, I might like him better than the other one that's out there. Um, it's just kind of you know, it's like kind of a silly character, Doctor Octopus, but they like treat it so, like Melina just goes all in on it, treats it so silly, uh, so, like so seriously and carefully. Uh, like I didn't like the. Like, the MCU-ness of, you know, when he comes in, it's like Dr. Octopus, and they're, like, all laughing at him. I like how in Spider-Man 2 is just, like, go all in. Spider-Man or comic movies are dumb and silly, and this guy just brings in the completely, you know, super menacing, has a little bit of everything in it, and just has an overall, just amazing performance to this. And, you know, it still holds up, like, with all that, you know, silliness and the cheesiness, and, like, you know, it's 20 years old. The performance itself still stands above because he just you know, gives it his all. And that's what that's what like, I've seen with like all these films. Like when the actor buys in, like it really, it really, really, you know, shows off. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Scully, did you talk? Scully, about- I'll talk to you. <laughs> sure, yeah, I mean, yeah, this is one of my favorite comic films, and yeah, Molina gives one of my favorite performances in a comic book film. I mean, he is he he is a mad scientist, but he's so much more than that. He is. He has a distinct idea of what he wants to do, and it, it's all about how his own work corrupts his ultimately good soul, and uses that to for for you know for evil and evil intentions. Um, so it's kind of about how you know the things that you create can come back to sort of harm you in in the end, and I think that's a really interesting message that they send and then melina's quirky uh one-liners are always fun to listen to the the butterfingers line kills me every time um and yeah so he's he's incredible we found the rubber band uh oh yeah <laughs> that's that's a great moment too uh payson uh yeah um i think this is one of like the quintessential picks i think yet you have to make when you're making on like a list like this. Alfred Molina is having so, so much fun in this movie. Like it's hard not to love this performance. Um, like Brandon say, said, um, I think the thing that really helps this, this performance in this movie is the sincerity. Like the fact that they're not, that they're letting the, the audience is allowed to crack jokes at it, but the characters in the movie are not. Mm-hmm. And I think that's re- like, I, I really do enjoy like that earnestness um yeah i i i love the effects with the arms when it is practical i do think that stuff really really does still work um yeah i think the the train scene that fight is still legendary and still looks great even to this day for me uh yeah and i think alfred molina is incredible i love during the uh 
tour, the press tour for No Way Home when uh, Willem Dafoe was like, yeah, you know, I wanted to come back to be the Goblin because I truly felt like uh, the role needed me and I felt like I had a lot more to give to it and I really feel like it deserved it. And Molina was just honest, like, did it for the money. Just, just straight up, like, yep, did it for the money. Not even going to lie. <laughs> and I, yeah, this is a great pick. All right. Uh, Brandon, I believe we're on to you for your second pick. All right, from a good pick to a, a weird pick that I'm going to make. Um, a lot of good movies that we've been talking about. I'm going to take a bad movie, but a character that scared the absolute shit out of me when I was seven years old. I'm going to take John Leguizamo as the violator from Spawn. Oh, my God. I have it. For some reason, every time I think about super of comic book villains, this is where my mind goes. I haven't seen this movie in 20 years, but I still just picture him. I was, I was seven when this came out. My brother was nine watching it at home. I was like, what is this? He's like, it's a comic book movie. I'm like, oh, cool. And then just being, could not sleep for days. John Leguizamo, first off, I love, I love him. Um, justice for him, replacing him with Charlie Day in the Luigi movie. How dare they? Um, but he's just the, he's the best part of this movie. He, like I said, he goes all in. Maybe a little too much at times, but he goes all in. These these one-liners he throws in, eating maggots. He apparently eating real maggots and then like threw up everywhere after it. Like you don't have to do that for spawn, like put your body through that, but he does anyways. And just really the only good thing about that movie and just terrifying. And still to this day, I'm not really afraid of clowns, but like when I see like big fat clowns, I have flashbacks to Vi seeing Violator for the first time, and it just it's just scarred me for life. Where are you going that you're seeing a whole lot of big fat clowns? <laughs> hey, I'm in Hollywood, you know. There's, there's weird people out there. Um, no. Uh, I I watched this. Oh, I got two no's from Tim. Uh, I, I watched this a couple months ago uh, for the first time. Uh, to be exact, it was July 14th. And I talked about it on this show as my least favorite movie I lost this week, that week. Um, I no, no, I did not like this. I didn't know it was Leguizamo until like halfway through the movie when I looked at the IMDb list. Um, but no. Uh, I'm excited that they're redoing it. Um, like I think I think there's I think Spawn if they go if they do it right can work. Mm -hmm. This movie's not it, but I get why you picked it. Like that, that adds up to me. Yeah. Um, but no, <laughs> Scully. This is one of those movies where every time I think about watching it, and I go to try to find it on streaming, and I'm like, oh no, it's not streaming. And then I find absolutely anything else to do. Um, yeah, that's 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 one of those movies. Um, I'm. The cast in intrigues me because Michael J. White, John Leguizamo, Martin Sheen. It, it's 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 a, it's a cool cast. Um, they all suck in this movie, but sorry. cool. But the name Violator, I honestly just just can't even get past that because that just sounds wrong. Uh, Payson. Okay, so Scully and Tim could tell me this probably. Was this was this a Full Metal Geek movie? Yes. Fair. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know too much about it except for the fact that it's bad. Uh, Bowman. 
Uh, yeah, I have not seen this and don't plan to. It's fair. It's got PS1 graphics in it. Uh, let's go. Uh, All right. So let's see. Do I go? Yes. Do I go basic or do I swing for the? You know what? Fuck it. Let's swing for the fences. Um, one of my favorite, one of my favorite comic book. Uh, villains played by a James Bond actor, uh, Neville Sinclair from The Rocketeer. I absolutely love this movie. I think Timothy Dalton is the best part of this movie. He's just this this dickish Hollywood actor. Just one of the first times you see him on screen and he's he's shooting a film and he 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 he, he stabs his scene partner because he thinks that he's acting better than him in that scene. He literally stabs him with the sword. He's like, oh my God, are you okay? It's going to be okay. Just completely fake Hollywood actor bit. Um, he's just so good with that. And then the, the reveal that he's actually, uh, a, you know, spoilers if you haven't seen it, uh, he's actually uh, a Nazi working within Hollywood. Um, and it, it's it's even with that in the back of your mind, you don't really think that when you see him on screen. He's just this perfect British villain who is just so evil and, and, and diabolical and ruthless and just, just very apathetic to all the other characters. Um, just kind of treating everyone as if they were beneath him, which is kind of like how classic cartoonish villains are. Um, but his performance is incredible. He, he actually has... And she has fairly good chemistry with Jennifer Connelly, even though all of the, their scenes together are, can be categorized as maybe a little awkward or, you know, concerning. Um, but yeah, he he delivers an incredible performance, and he should honestly get more villain roles. I, I kind of I kind of want him to be a James Bond villain at some point uh, before he retires. Yeah. Uh, this is a great pick. I, I like this movie. It's got a lot of fun, like, joe johnston like heart like pure just like movie magic fun and dalton's the best part of the movie um i don't remember the name of the guy who plays uh was it cliff is that his name or something um yes billy Campbell. yeah he's whatever uh but dalton's great um really really good performance from him um so this is a fantastic pick i've only seen the movie once but uh i really liked it when i watched it and I would definitely watch it again. And I, he's definitely the standout. Like I remember him uh, being the best part of the movie. So uh, Payson, what do you think about this one? Yeah. Um, I have not seen the Rocketeer. I, uh, I feel like I would really, really like it, but um, on the topic of Neville Sinclair, um, Scully, I don't have the photo saved to my phone. Do you have the photo? Oh no, we're not doing that. We're, we're, okay, we're not doing that. We don't have to do that. Okay. Fair. Oh, don't do that. Oh, okay. that's all allowed. <laughs> move on, Tim. Move on. Move on. Move on. All right, Bowman. Yeah, uh, I love I love Dalton's performance in this. Anytime Dalton gets to be a villain is awesome. I love Dalton being a villain. It happens at least twice that I can think of this, and it's probably happened more, but at least twice. And both times, you can tell Dalton's eating up the screen. Dude is just relishing it. And he's so fun in this. Yeah, Sinclair rules. Uh, Brandon. 
Yeah, I don't have a lot to say. I haven't seen this movie in oof, 20 years, so uh, don't have much to say, but love Timothy Dalton and hate Nazis. So, uh, you know, good pick. <laughs> well, so there you go. There's a, That's fair. Um, all right. Bold stance I take on Nazis, but I'm anti. You're, you, it's a bold take, but you're anti. That's, <laughs> that's good to know. Um, I'm really struggling to pick my last one here. Um, I'm between a couple and I'm just like looking over my list and I'm trying to decide. And this is, this is tough. Um, cause I'm trying to decide if I should swing for the fences or if I should do my like generic pick. Oh, Bucky. This is so hard to do. Pick Bucky. He is a villain. That's for sure. I was like, that what you're taking? Um, I I guess he kind of counts. Um, you know what? I'm going to swing for the fences because if I'm going in my heart of hearts, um, this is one that I just like. Obviously, I think we all would agree Heath Ledger's Joker probably should be on this list. I'm not going to take it because we've all talked about it a bajillion times. I think that's fair. (laughs) And so I'm actually going to go and take Bane from The Dark Knight Rises because I really, really love this movie. Um, Batman Begins is actually my my favorite of the trilogy, Um, but Ra's al Ghul as a villain, like, isn't 100% like incredibly amazing blah blah blah. like i love him like i think he's great but at the end of the day like if i'm talking just pure comic book movie villain i love bane in this movie like i think he's just so much fun tom hardy is like eating the scenery here um i and again i say this all the time but i remember sitting in the theater opening night at the midnight show and that whole opening like plane sequence my jaw was just like on the floor like thought it was so incredible i saw this movie in the theater a ridiculous amount of times because i just love this game honestly begins i like begins and the dark knight more than this movie but my favorite scene in the whole trilogy is probably the bane versus batman fight in the sewers uh where he breaks his back um that whole sequence is just so incredible to me i think the choreography the fact that the score drops out for most of the fight um and i love quoting it just the oh you think darkness is your ally (laughs) i did not see the light till i was already a man like that whole thing is so good and um it's obviously a very different interpretation of the main character but that's okay with me because um, I just think, like I said, Tom Hardy's just like eating it up. Like he has so many good moments and like the, um, Oh, what a beautiful voice. And then like, uh, just like blowing up the football field and the thank you doctor. And then that, Oh, it's so great. Like he's just, he's just on fire the whole time. No pun intended. And, um, I, I think the way he goes out, very disappointing, um, but at the end of the day, I think his fights with Batman and his kind of like mind, not only mind games, but physical game against a Batman that is clearly out of his element, um, is just a really interesting take on the Batman character that we hadn't seen. Um, 
and I love this movie. I this is one of one of those movies that people say isn't isn't the best, and like I understand the complaints, but I just I love it. I think it's great. Um, Payson, what do you think about this one? I honestly kind of prefer Bane and Batman and Robin a little bit more. Um, I really like the whole like wrestling thing with him and like how he has like the mask too. I, I was saying goodnight to Maggie. That's why I cammed off. And then I heard what you said and I had to like double take. <laughs> You're fucking with me, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but this is a, this is a really, really good pick. Um, I, I love the Bane voice. Like I know it's a meme. But I just love how just, like, purely, like, unique it is. And, like, you hear that voice, like, you know which character it is. Uh, I think Tom Hardy is great. Um, I think um, I, I enjoy this movie also more than most. Um, I think you could argue about what they do um, with Bane at the end is a little um, unsatisfying. But it doesn't ruin the character for me. Uh, I still really, really like it. Um, speaking of The Dark Knight Rises, though, uh, she's famous now. Do you guys know who played the young Tali Al Ghul? Yeah, it's uh, Joey King. Joey, Joey King. King. Oh. Dang. Yep. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bowman, what do you think? Uh, yeah, no, I I do really like Tom Hardy as Bane. I think we, we memed the voice a little too much. I think like it's fun, but I think it, it actually does work. And I love this idea of, and I think that's the core idea of Bane is that he is this like, you know, very formidable fighter physically, but he's also a great intellect. And I think there, there aren't honestly a lot of, I can't really think of off the top of my head, another comic book movie villain who is both kind of like, super smart and super jacked like i i think it's like a kind of a funny maybe killmonger but not to the level that Bane. not not like i think to either level where both are like major black adam boom what he said said black adam (laughs) okay i forgot that the the hierarchy of the dc universe it's about to change guys yeah it's about to change right now he's the most powerful uh dc character in the dc universe on earth everyone needs to reset their smoke alarms because the hierarchy of the dc universe Change. And that'll mess that up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Brandon, Bane, what do yeah. you think? Yeah, I love this pick. Um, I think I love the pick even more that you didn't pick the Joker because that's like picking the Patriots in early Madden. It's just like, why? Who cares? Um, like, like, so this pick, you know, I love Tom Hardy. I remember the first time I saw the opening scene was um, – before Ghost Protocol, if you saw it in IMAX, they played like the first like twenty minutes of it. The audio was a little rough in that cut, but like they fixed it in the in the you know the actual release. And it's just I love when a character is menacing in multiple ways. You get the physical, you know, he's physically menacing, obviously because he's massive, but not overly cheesy like the Bane from which I don't hate the Bane. Like I love you know I picked the, the demonic clown. I don't hate the other Bane. I like weird shit. Um, but the fact that they're able to make him like mentally menacing and like just taking the Batman for a ride, but also just destroying him physically, 
makes it makes the character work on like two different levels for me. And um, I'm not crazy about this movie. I don't hate it like you know so, some people, um, but he's definitely like the shining spot in this movie for me. And uh, yeah, overall great pick, Scully. Yeah, um, I think with with like like with this movie, I've gone from like oh it's great to oh it's overrated back to oh it's great. And I'm glad I'm back in the great camp because Tom Hardy's given a really really good performance. I mean, like of course he's physically menacing within the way he addresses all these you know all all the different characters he interacts with is very intellectual but it's also very you know in in, in intimidates it's it's more intimidating when he's like up and close like talking to you one-on-one rather than when he's like addressing a stadium full of people i mean it's, it's almost like the lower his voice goes like the more more menacing he is like like the I'll say this like the 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 grander of a scale he tries to approach the less menacing he is and it's kind of like a, a a neat little twist on that the other bane just groans like my uncle after his hip surgery so there's really nothing to of note to go off of there um but yeah hardy's great uh i i like the 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 new grounded twist on it that no one gave him um so yeah he kills it okay uh, that is our list. So, <clears throat> uh, head on over to the letterbox page, give that like, and then also, uh, you can see all the movies that we talked about tonight. Uh, we're going to close it out by talking about our movie of the month, Rope, 1948's Rope. Uh, who got a chance to watch this or who's already talked about it? Payson and Boatman, you guys talked about it. Okay. Um, I have not talked about it yet. Uh, so I'll start off. Um, I watched this last week um really liked it i've been on a hitchcock run lately uh watching a ton of his movies and uh this one was really interesting i had i didn't know until we talked about it on the show that it was kind of like in the style of like a one take type thing um i i I really didn't know anything about it i know you like too bucky um and i found the story really interesting the um the way the movie just opens with like a murder and then you're kind of just like on the heels of like these guys the whole time i found really interesting i thought stewart was great um although i was i understood the way that it ended and why it ended the way that it did i kind of wanted a little bit more like i would have liked to have seen like what happens next from where it ended but i got why they ended it where they did um but the help me out boatman what's the name of the actor who plays like the the main like killer guy um uh John not- Dahl or, are you talking about the one who's like confident or are you talking about the one who's yeah. kind of like the confident. okay yeah that's John Dahl. he was great um i think he's the best he was the best part of the movie to me i thought he was really charming and the fact that he was just like so confident about this like no we're gonna get away with like the best murder ever and and it's going to be in front of all these people Mm -hmm. um was super cool uh so i really like the movie i uh i gave it four out of five um and it would probably go up on rewatch it's it's a really short movie so um it lends itself to be rewatched easily so brandon did you get a chance to watch this i did i watched it last night what'd you Um, do it's been on my list for a long time so i'm glad i came on just to finally uh Watch this. I've, I've been slowly making my way. Every time I watch a Hitchcock movie, I love them. So like I just need to like bite the bullet and go through it. But they're nice, kind of spacing them out. 
Uh, I love this movie. Um, I, I liked how in the opening credits it does say based off of the play. So it kind of like sets a tone like, oh, it's based off of a play. And then it really plays like a stage play. Of just like, I love these one room and lets the uh, one room movies and lets the actors really just kind of flourish. And there's not much like, I mean, it's still shot beautifully, but it's like the, an actor's movie, kind of like, like a 12 Angry Man, where it just lets the actors do their job. Um, and I thought it was great. Love the concept of these guys just trying to get, get away with the, the perfect murder and like rubbing in people's faces. Um, I was taken a little bit out of it. Because I think this is the first time I've seen a movie with the character's name of Brandon. Um, so, like, every time they said, oh, Brandon, oh, Brandon, I was just like, oh, God. I, like, it, it just it kind of took me out a little, a little bit of it. I, I never heard people shout my name like that before. Um, but uh, that was the only, like, complaint I would have, if, if we call that a complaint. It just kind of took me out of it a little bit. Um, but that's my fault for having this name. Um, not a fault of the film. <laughs> I gave it a four and a half. Um, yeah. I would have liked to see, like, you know, like, let it breathe a little bit more and see, like, where it goes. But I do like how it's just kind of like they were so confident again with getting away with this. Then they didn't get away with it and they failed. So, like, I, I do like how it just kind of comes crashing down. So you don't really need to see where it goes from here, but it would have been cool. Uh, Scully, or you said you gave it four and a half, right, Brandon? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Scully. Yeah. Now, now Brandon knows how I felt watching all three Maze Runner films. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I really, I, the, 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 this movie I've been, been told that I, I would really, really, really enjoy. Um, cause like I love rear window. Um, I liked the first, I love the first two acts of vertigo. Um, and this one, it, it was so different in how I think it was set up and, and, and structured. I, I kind of got really sucked in as, as to, the whole like mystery behind like because like the whole film I, like the question in my head was like are they gonna get away with it or are they not are they gonna let jimmy stewart in on the fact that they've sort of done it sort of in his name um which you know again like i think it i think it also it 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 it, it serves as, as as like a warning sign like never meet your heroes sort of thing because they sort of do this in in like in memory of, of him and then sort of at the end when he when he finds out it's like well, maybe maybe you shouldn't you shouldn't have uh have done that um but all the performances are, are great um dole a uh, doll granger and the steward are all fantastic um yeah I, but I, I i the ending i've gotten used to hitchcock endings more than i've been used to so the way it ended i'm not surprised it ended the way it did um if it, if it had ended in a more concrete way, I probably would have been a bit bothered by that because that's not the Hitchcock that that I that I've seen that I know. Um, but overall, super enjoyable. Not my favorite Hitchcock, but if you're going to talk about Hitchcock's best, I think this has to be in the conversation somewhat. Um, so I gave it a four. Okay, great. All right. Uh, next week is going to be the last week we talk about Rope. Uh, the show next week is Guilty Pleasures uh, Volume 3 Horror Edition. Uh, we got me, Boatman, Bill, I want to say John Marr, and I want to say maybe Mike Hanley. I don't remember who the other person was. 
Uh, it might not have been Mike because Mike has been on a couple times. But now I'm now I'm just gonna look. I'm gonna look right now so that we know and I can say uh, it is Brian Michaels. Brian Michaels is the other person. So uh, that'll be really fun next week to close out the month. Uh, be on the lookout tomorrow. Um, either later tonight or tomorrow, uh, right after this, Bowman and I'll chat and we'll get the uh, the, the poll for uh, the November movie of the month out. Uh, that's going to be 2020 movies. Uh, so 20, the 2020 decade movies. Um, so uh, be on the lookout for that poll and then a list of November topics um, if you want to be on the show. So uh, thank you guys for watching. Thank you to Brandon for being on for the first time. And then Scully and Payson and Boatman as always. Uh, guys, this is a great show. We'll see you next week. Have a good night. In case I don't see ya. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good evening.